Everyone, welcome to the show. So we heard from a new witness today in the Donald Trump rape and defamation trial brought by E. Jean Carroll. Magazine writer and editor Lisa Bernbach described to the jury how Carroll sounded when she called her to tell her about this alleged rape. Bernbach said that Carroll was, quote, breathless, hyperventilating, emotional. And she told Bernbach, quote, Lisa, you're not going to believe what happened to me. So according to Bernbach's testimony, Carol explained that she had this chance encounter with Trump at the entrance of the department store. Trump requested that Carol come help him choose some lingerie for a woman. And then she explained about the alleged assault. Um, she said, quote, he slammed his whole arm, pinned her against the wall with his arm and shoulders and with his free hand pulled down her tights. And Bernbach told the jury, quote, E. Jean said to me many times, he pulled down my tights. He pulled down my tights, almost like she couldn't believe it had just happened to her. She then said that she told Carol, quote, E. Jean, he raped you. You should go to the police. But apparently Carol said that she didn't want to go to the police. And then Carol made Bernbach promise to, quote, never speak of this again and, quote, tell no one. So Bernbach admitted that she feels hatred for Trump. She admits calling him names th throughout the years. But, you know, that's pretty normal emotions, pretty normal behavior to have if you believe that this man raped your friend. Um, Jessica Leeds also took the stand today. She is another alleged victim of Donald Trump. Leeds told the jury that on a flight to New York in 1979, Trump began kissing and groping her, quote, out of the blue. She said that she was bumped up to first class. She was seated next to Trump. She said that everything was fine. They talked. They introduced themselves, blah, blah, blah. They had their meals. And then after the meals were cleared, basically he pounced. Um, according to Leeds, quote, he was trying to kiss me. He was trying to pull me towards him. He was grabbing my breasts. It was like he had 40 million hands. And then she said, quote, it was when he started putting his hand up my skirt that gave me a jolt of strength. And then Leeds said she finally basically at that point freed herself. And then she said she went, quote, storming back to my seat in the back of coach. So Carol's attorney asked Leeds, um, you know, if she screamed, if she cried out for help or whatever. And Leeds said, no, she said, quote, it never occurred to me to yell out. It's also kind of hard to yell when someone has their mouth pressed against you, right? And so Leeds also said that she waited until everybody exited the plane because she didn't want to run into Trump again. And, quote, I did not tell anybody at work because I didn't think they would be interested in my experience. At that time and at that place, in the work environment, men could basically get away with a lot. But when Trump announced his run for president, Leeds said, quote, I started off telling my family, telling my children, telling my friends, my neighbors, my book club, anyone and everyone who would listen to me. I thought he was not the kind of person we wanted as president. And, you know, the right loves to push this idea that because these women waited until he ran for president, that they waited until, you know, 2016 to say something in many cases. 
oh, it must be political, must be politically motivated. It must be a lie. This is all made up just to stop him. Almost every woman I know has been assaulted at some time in her life. I don't know more than one, <laughs> literally one, who has gone to the police or spoken publicly about it. Yet every woman I know has been assaulted. I was assaulted by one of my brother's friends when I was only 11 years old. My family did not go to the police. My family didn't even talk to his parents about it. And I was told I had to show him respect when he came over because I slammed the door in his face one day when he came to our house. I opened it up, saw it was him. I slammed the door in his face. I was corrected. I was told, that's your brother's friend. You will show him respect when he comes to our home. That's how this kind of thing used to be handled. It just wasn't. It was swept under the rug. It was ignored. We were told to move on because boys will be boys. Men will be men. But you know what? If that fucker who touched me ever ran for public office, I would be shouting it from the rooftops. It changes the calculus when your abuser is, number one, in your face every day, day after day, night after night on the news. And then when you know that they might be in a position of power, when you know what they're capable of, how truly heinous they are, yeah, you set your feelings, you set your own shame, embarrassment, whatever it is you're feeling aside for the greater good, and you speak out. At least that's what I would do. That's what most women do. So anyway, guys, there you have it. There's going to be another person, another alleged victim of Donald Trump speaking out. She is also a journalist who met with him at Mar-a-Lago. Um, I don't know if her testimony maybe took place this afternoon after I started recording, but I will definitely stay on top of this and I will let you guys know everything that happens. Also, E. Jean Carroll's other friend, who she told at the time, is also going to be taking the witness stand. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate if you can. Love you guys. Take care and I'll talk with you soon.